Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! It sure does. Oh my god, Erica is getting right now. <laughs> This should be the show's theme song. Because <laughs> every week it's getting more and more complicated. Yeah. Not in a good way. Uh, but it, it's getting there. I mean, we have... This episode is a little bit better than the last episode, which I did miss, but I did watch. And I want to catch up on that. Uh, but before we begin, I'm Brandon Marlowe. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at B-A-M-A-R-L-O. And I'm joined here by my co-host, Samantha Benitz. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Samantha underscore Benitz. Miera Jennings. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miera Jennings. And Erica Green. <laughs> you can find me Erica J. Green. That's J-A-Y-E on all social media. Do you like the J in there when I just introduce you? I should have asked. I do like the J. Erica J. Green. It does. I like it too. That's like a little (laughs) pop in there. Um, Okay, so let's kind of recap. I did watch the after buzz that you guys did, but let's refresh on last episode so we know kind of where we're going for this one. Yes, it's a lot to catch up on, right? So just to make sure we're all on the same page, because I feel like there's a lot of pages. (laughs) So last week, um, the FBI gives Harley a 24-hour period to get some stuff to them. She was really slacking a little bit. She was feeling like she was not safe. They give her 24 hours to get some information in. Meanwhile, her ex, Miguel Cepeda, is up for retrial, and Waz agrees to testify against him, but only if he's around to testify, because he knows there's a rat, and he knows there's a a chance he can be locked up. Also, Waz finally actually suspects Harley, because Harley gets a little sloppy with her operation, and she forgets to put a key back into his drawer when she was looking for a little book of his to give to the FBI. So, he's finally onto her. He actually gets her to meet him right before she meets him, Stahl makes her wear a wire, which she obviously does not want to do because we know Waz is a smart guy and he knows that there's probably going to be a wire on the rat. Mm -hmm. So we all think, oh gosh, things are heating up. He might find out. But what does Harley do? She takes that little black dress off (laughs) and she convinces him that she is not wired, which of course the wire was on her bra in the back. So... After all that, we're left with what is Waz going to do now? He thinks that Harley is clean, and now he has to kind of revert his 
his whole focus on somebody else. So what is he going to do? Mm-hmm. And also, Loman is still alive. <laughs> Gotta add He's that still in trucking. You live, Loman. Uh, do you want to know why he was not interested in her boobies? Is because uh, Waz is interested in boys. Right. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I did not see coming. Yeah. I love a twist. and it I love a good twist. I love something different about a character that comes out of, like, left field. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. We did miss one thing. A huge thing that you didn't mention. The ADA. Oh, yes. Like, finally, Harley got uh-huh. hot and heavy in the end. She got a little action, yes. which... Okay, so my thinking on this episode, everything was a little too convenient. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I, I don't like, because one, cop work, cop work is messy. Mm-hmm. Uh, relationships are messy. Everything just kind of keeps falling into place for these people. And that's the one thing, the entire time I'm watching, and I'm watching a lot of slow-mo gun slaps in the window from Saul. It's just very dramatic. It looks like a telenovela. I can't I can't focus on it for too long. I gotta pause it and come back. Because it's just every time he's on screen, he's talking like this and his lips aren't really moving and he's he's getting angry about things and right. he's got that superiority complex and I just I can't deal with him on screen. But this episode three gave me a little something different, which I could appreciate because two kind of sunk down a little bit. And three popped it back up. Four, I appreciated more, so we're going to get into that. But last week's episode, the ratings were actually better. Did you guys pick that up? Yeah. Mm. They were. Variety reports the ratings were up for episode three, which is a good thing. There were 6.9 million viewers overall. But tonight, there may be a little bit of a difference, considering that there is another Republican debate as well tonight, um, which kind of lowered the ratings for a a previous episode, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, one or two. Um, so we will see how that pans out, but it definitely had a lot of exciting elements going on. Nonetheless, they were a little dramatic here and there. I feel like the whole was hooking up with another guy, and then we have all these little factoids we find out about Waz's family and his daughter and all these operations. So I think the ratings are actually going to climb here. I'm mm-hmm. feeling kind of hopeful, but then again, who knows? Yeah. Right. Was there anything that stuck out to you guys from episode three that after now it's been a week after reflecting on that you you think, okay, that's more relevant now or, okay, I really did not like that part or we're going to see more of this? I would have loved if they would have introduced Wa's sexuality in a, I don't know, a better way. I don't know. <laughs> I felt like they just kind of threw it in to like add that little scandal to the show and stuff because right. everyone else is kind of doing it right now. And in a more delicate matter, I guess. I don't know. I just didn't right. like the way it was just like, oh, I'm well, I'm going to kiss this guy, and then we're not going to talk about it the rest of the episode. Then we're just going to have him kiss another guy in another episode. You know, I want to see maybe a flushed-out relationship or something like mm, that. Something that right. shows us Waz is human, you know? And, the, you know, he feels and stuff, because right now we just see this hard character. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Erica, because I felt like it was so abrupt. Like we said last week, we are all kind of like, Okay. <laughs> and then it was gone. I right. feel like maybe if they would have hinted at maybe they're flirting a little bit before in the previous episodes or something of that nature, but I guess they had to introduce it somehow and that's how they chose to do it. So And interesting because do? Wozniak is married and you kind of see his right. wife on the side while she's there by his hospital bed after he's yeah. in the car accident. So he clearly is in like a loving relationship. So it's kind of shocking to me that he's living this double life, yeah. but also not even just with Donnie, but with other men who have yeah. military desires, you know? <laughs> right. What I think is shocking is that they're using this as novelty, which I hate. I hate when a show introduces something bandwagoning, one, mm-hmm. two, that they use it as 
it's a very abrupt change that we see in Waz, which I, I like in anything. House of Cards does that a lot. You see a lot mm. of what they call quality TV introducing these very abrupt changes in the characters who you know and associate one way. Now, I think them doing it in episode three is, it's almost either like too soon that we should have gotten it further into yeah. the season, or they should have built up some sort of expectation for him. Mm, because yeah. to me, it's you're introducing it because everyone has a gay character on the show now. It's drawing in more That's people like, yeah. to this type of show because I can tell you as a gay person that this type of show is not necessarily the demographic they're aiming for. And so by introducing a gay character, you're going to get people interested in, because Ray Liotta has a huge reputation and is you know an award-winning actor, it piques it even a little bit more. But for me, it's kind of like diversity just to be diverse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think being all-inclusive is great, and we should do that, but you can't just be diverse just for the sake of being diverse. Do you guys yeah. think the same yeah, thing? Yeah, definitely. I think we all made that point to, to say that because there's been a lot of random moments in this show so far and I just want to see a cohesiveness with everything going on with right. the storylines, with the characters. Like, I love to see characters grow but I'm not, I'm still not seeing that growth yet, I guess I'm trying to say. No. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the conversation we're having is really good. People are talking online. Mira, I think mm-hmm. you have a YouTube yes. comment because yeah. people are People are responding and dialoguing with us. And I think it's one of those shows that as it keeps going, we're going to get more heated and we're going to have more like hard topics to hit. And this mm-hmm. is one of them. Same thing with Black Lives Matter, how they're introducing right. you know, black criminals all the time. And, mm-hmm. and I think it's good for social commentary, but people are commenting on YouTube. So what do you have? Yeah, well, one of our After Buzz viewers, Kendra Annette, shout out to Kendra. Hey, Kendra. She said, the show is good, but mainly because of the tension between Waz and J-Lo. That's really all I watch for. The other cops lack personality, and I could care less about their storylines. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I don't think this is this show will be around for more than two seasons mm. because the characters are weak, and so is the writing. I also think the casting choices were poorly made. It's a little harsh, right? A little harsh. A little harsh, Kendra. Kendra, keeping it real, though. I mean, <laughs> right, okay, Kendra. And but that's also, what... well, yeah, I mean, to her defense, I think uh, she touched on some points that we made before as yeah. far as the development of the other characters and their storylines. It has been a little slow to get us invested as viewers, but I get what they're trying to do. So I don't think I would fully agree. I think that uh, they're going to take time to develop these characters and really get us to care about them. I know right now we're all kind of wondering. We're on the fourth episode. Yeah, Come yeah. On. yeah we're, we're getting a little impatient, but I'm, I'm still not giving up hope. So I would like to call out one thing that Kendra said, and that the writing is poor. And I think that it's, it's easy to make that flashy judgment because we're only seeing very small uh, interactions with some of these characters but Mm -hmm. I will say that people who criticized Jennifer Lopez's acting, you can only be as good as the writing. So, and I'm not saying that the writing is poor, I'm not agreeing or disagreeing with Kendra, but I think we can all agree that some episodes have been better than others. So either it's the things that they're trying to cram in in the early episodes because they were trying to get it picked up or, you know, they had a short order and now they ordered a full season. So I think some of those things, episode four, I think, was one of the best written ones that it had the most happening Mm -hmm. and the most cohesive. What do you guys think? And the most twists and turns. I really enjoyed the pilot, but I felt like a lot of the characters were kind of flat up until this point. You don't really know who Joe is still. 
which I mean that hasn't been solved either. <laughs> yeah, but we're hoping we're we're hoping to see a face in the future because honestly we're not really sure what's going on. But we know that's an issue with Tess. But you know we also want to see the development definitely more with Loman. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of us do maybe <laughs> some <laughs> more of us than others. <laughs> but to be told, you know, it'd be cool to have a little backstory with him just because we only know what he's going through right now, and it's kind of making him hard to identify with, and also kind of hard to sympathize with because you want him to be this like good cop, but then again, you're like, oh, stop going back and forth, Loman. Well, I'm actually really glad they finally, I think, hinted at his past a little bit this episode. He did say, you know, that's my neighborhood. Those are my people. So I feel like that gives, at least me, more insight as to why what he did he hit him so hard because yeah. he came from that. Yeah. So we'll I see definitely where that goes. agree with you. I wanted to give a hand clap to Loman. He finally had a point. He had a point in this episode when he <laughs> mentioned about the relationships that how he's the police officer viewed in the community. Mm-hmm. I thought that was such a powerful speech that he had, mm-hmm. especially for this episode because I was kind of, you know, Oh, well, well, when he started saying that, because it really resonated with me, the fear that children have when they see cops, how they dramatize that with the woman saying, get in here, you know, get away from those cops. And he didn't want to be seen as that. So now it's making sense why this is so imperative to him. Mm -hmm. Now I'm getting it. It's like, okay, I get it. But again, we need to see his backstory to see why even more why Mm. this is so important to him. So, yeah. Well, hopefully Kendra is keeping up with us yes, and what's Kendra. happening on the show because mm-hmm. in episode four, we do get more character development from almost every single person mm-hmm. on the show. Mm-hmm. We don't what, you know. just rolled your we eyes. Got other, the family, Tess. like, Te- besides Tess. We got Tess. We got, what is his name? Tess. Carlos, who, who Tess and Carlos have, right. like, a little tumultuous relationship happening. There's some things happening there that we'll get into. We don't know anything about Carlos. Not yet. Not yet. But but they're introducing that relationship. <laughs> and we did say that there are there are expendable people in the show. There are people I don't know their name. I don't know what point they have. But I think at least now they're trying to to connect people. Oh, so we right. have, we have Tess building up a little bit more. We got a little bit more from the ADA. We got a little bit more even from Harley, which mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't show all of her cards in the beginning. What I'm just saying that's my fear <laughs> is that they're trying to connect these people and they're trying too hard to connect them. The first episode we were talking about this earlier, I thought, man, I was like, wow, I didn't expect this. I was like, this is so good. They had the great comedic comedic timing and all of that, and now it's like we're trying to connect these people. So let's force a kiss between Tess and Carlos. I was like, oh, that was like so frightening. She was like, mm. she kind of was like, Tess, <laughs> did she warm up a little? Well, maybe she did because she has a husband. She was in, internally, she was conflicted. She's like, I don't know, do I do this? But Carlos is here and like, I'm not yeah. bothered. Right. It's probably just coping. There might, this may not even go anywhere, really. I mean, her husband's cheating. Mm-hmm. She's emotionally distressed, right? Mm-hmm. That's she's, gonna lead to something. There. You it's, think it is? I really I think it's a that. ticking time bomb with her, just because she's gone through so much, and then that girl has the audacity, you know, the bartender, to <laughs> yeah. tell her, Amber, I what like I'm her. doing, Amber, how I'm back doing. Amber had some, some spice. Oof, I did not like Amber. I was like, Tess, take <laughs> her out, girl. But truth be told, you know, it was an interesting way to develop Tess's character more and kind of connect those two in a relationship, which they may form an alliance later when needed to keep something secret. Mm Because he did help her previously with the whole body issue. So he may come back again and help his little lovebird out. (laughs) All right. So we have differing opinions on Tess, but (laughs) we can't can't dispute Loman's role in episode two. So this is really the underlying for the entire episode, what drove all the characters, because as we see... He is now at at a head. Like, 
he is internally conflicted with what's going on, and that's showing externally now with him throwing his gun, with him standing on the bridge, even though he says it wasn't suicidal, going to the funeral. There's a lot happening in this mm-hmm. episode with Loman. What, did you guys see any of this coming? Because I did not. It, well, I did. Because I just thought that he's really the only completely clean character we have so far, right? Pretty Mm -hmm. much as far as in the precinct. And so I just feel like we had to develop that and see how his conscience is going to come into play and if he's going to come clean and how he's going to deal with this because he's a rookie. He's he's not used to this corruption and they're all kind of, they're seasoned. They know what goes down and they know what they have to do to keep everything kind of in order. So that's, I feel like we need to see this process of him kind of um, you know, embracing this corrupt, not corrupt, but like, you know, ha- having to make these hard decisions to be a good cop. Like Waz said, you know, the answer is not always in the book. Sometimes you have to do what's not right to get a good outcome. So, mm-hmm. you know what I'm interested in? I wonder Tell if me. Loman, <laughs> my, my question is, why are they protecting Loman so much? I know it's not to bust what they have going on, but why even bring in a rookie with all the corruption that has going on in, mm-hmm. in the first place? Is there something more really to Loman? I know we've been trying to like get this out. I'm just like, what is the point to make him so so relevant? You know, because he's he's a loose cannon. Why all the stuff that they do, why not take care of him? Get him out of the situation. I mean, something instead of like dragging this kid along and he could bust the whole operation up. They have to. Is they, he somebody's th- son or they something? They have to have that loose cannon because, <laughs> because they're, 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 all, they're all in cahoots. So right. if, if no one if, right, if no one was the one with a moral compass pointing him in the right direction, the show would go nowhere because everyone is just working together, hiding those bodies, <laughs> killing those people. I just wonder if there is a point to have even brought a rookie in as far as the writers were thinking. Okay, can I make a point? I don't know if any of you have thought about this. He can't be a rookie in some senses. He's not a patrol officer. And if if he were doing that, he'd be in a patrol garb. So he is either on track to be a detective or he's doing something where he can mm. wear the apparel he wants. That's always something that sticks out to me with these cop shows mm-hmm. is there's right. always a difference in what they wear. Olivia Benson on Law & Order SVU does not wear a patrol cop uniform. Yeah. And that's how you kind of tell their ranking. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he was just pulled out of the cop academy and now, oh my gosh, cops are corrupt. You have some sort of idea. But that's the way he acts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, which that bothers me. Yeah. Because you know, and I do think there's a difference in in hearing about it or, you know, being included on it is totally different. Mm-hmm. But for some of those things, he can't play, oh, I'm the rookie. No. Because <laughs> you know, you've been in it long enough to wear what you want to wear. And that's kind of like an honor. Like, okay, I've gone past all this. I'm not out in a patrol car now. I'm doing detective work and he's still acting like he has no idea these things are going on. Right. And he's Harley's protege in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like just, she's taken him under his, her wing and bottom line like they were there to scare the crap out of him tonight you know putting him kind of in a gun situation so it's like to me if they're gonna scare the hell out of this poor rookie then they have an intention with him. Why are they doing all of this? What is the purpose? To protect themselves or what are you getting at? Ooh, when you said that, it triggered maybe a light to bulb. put a, somebody to take the fall for uh, everything that goes down. Why bring in someone new? Why protect him so hard until you need him? Ooh. That yes. would be so grimy. Ooh. <laughs> that could be. We may be onto something yes. here. So it's interesting to yeah, see. We'll see. I, I mean, just... Tess went, Espada went, and Samperstein, I believe, and they mm. were all just standing there, you know, and Tufo as well. Just, you know, this <laughs> whole You know all these names. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, 
one. Who I'm like, that one's the one who's balding. That one's the one who has an attitude problem. I thought it was tofu at first, and then I remembered. Remember, it's backwards, so I don't say it wrong. No, yeah, they were seriously hating oh, like, him, right? Like Ray Lolita, exactly. like that. Exactly, Leo Tugs, Tufo. Okay, I do not think he's the Paul guy, but let's get into some of the things that he did. Okay, so. At the beginning of this episode, we see him with the gun on the bridge. He's trying to figure out, like, where his life is going, what he's doing, really reflecting on that bridge water, what what he's going to do. And then we see him interacting with the family and going to the funeral, which Mm. is... Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. It was like a daytime soap opera drama. It It, was. It was like, we got one take at this. Let's just just move on. It was so bad. And I didn't understand the writing in it at all. Am I the only one? No. I think the funeral scene could have been a little bit more... uh tightly knit. Yeah, that was just a little weird. Because they're all Mm. cruising down the aisle, you (laughs) know. It's like, what are you doing? Like, nothing's going on here. And all of a sudden, they just cuff him and take him out. I'm like, in the middle of his speech too, which is even worse. They just stop in mid-track. Like, what in the world? Again, I think they did that to show at the end how everyone was videotaping the police brutality and stuff like Mm. that to be more relevant. But the way they're sticking these things in there, I just wish it would be smoother. Right. And that brings up a question that I have, and I think, I don't remember if, Erica, you asked this earlier. Do they not know that he's a cop? No. Right. Because if if we're actually going off social commentary, which they're peppering these things in, and it's like, my food's a little too spicy now. Lay off the pepper, (laughs) take it away. (laughs) I don't, I don't need all this commentary. I understand it now. (laughs) We're, we're talking about real issues happening here. Mm Mm-hmm. But the real issues are not lining up with how it would actually go. His face would be on the news as the black cop who killed a black, you know, unarmed person. And that to me, I'm like, there are these things that that are happening in the show that are not reflective of what's really going on. All those people would have known. And if he wanted to show up to pay his respects, that is something that I think could have been done in a bold move. Mm, He could have shown up and he could have said, listen, I'm the cop who did this. You have no idea how much it's eating at me. I think they could have really built that into something and then had the police brutality and, and the filming yeah. a different way for them to rip him out of there right. I, it was just it was, bad yeah. it was interesting yeah. I'm Definitely. glad you cleared that up because I was like they don't know this guy's a cop I'm so confused well and then he's hinting at it every five seconds I'm doing bad <laughs> things okay we understand and I understand why they took it that way you know wanting to break him and I do think that that's a, a relevant thing that that people in bad positions in their life or that are suffering from things, I don't agree with the way that they did it, but showing him eating that losing your yeah. life mm-hmm. is not worth what what you did or you know whatever you're going through, there's always another option. Yeah. Killing mm-hmm. yourself is never the best option or best bet for you. And mm-hmm. so that to me, yes, that's another sort of social commentary that they're giving mm-hmm. and and it's good because it's something that isn't talked about a lot on you know network television is suicide and then we see there's a little conversation about uh Waz's Waz's daughter Mm -hmm. and last week I know I watched you guys saying that we didn't know did she kill herself what Mm -hmm. what had happened and we finally found out this this week so suicide yeah Yeah, they mentioned that she may have been clinically depressed and so now it was confirmed and interesting that he keeps everything in his dead daughter's name because I feel like that's kind of an obvious thing and then you're also going to make the code her birthday I'm like come on if you're trying to cover up you know, for counting things as well as 
as, you know, cocaine. You know, I'm like, you got to hide it a little bit better than that. Be creative. So, I mean, if he's was this lieutenant and all-powerful, you know, mm-hmm. figure, then he really needs to be covering his tracks a little bit better. He is the dumbest criminal I've ever... I'm, I'm telling you, they're <laughs> the talking dumbest, about... The smartest criminal. <laughs> they talk about that. In, in the show this time, they, you know, one of the officers says, are criminals getting dumber every year? I'm like, well, you better see your captain because that fool <laughs> is stupid. Putting, his, putting it in his daughter's name. Yep. Not, not backtracking... I mean, how many times can you find out it's Harley and still just... No, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna right. give her the benefit now, of the doubt. Well, but did we I don't know, yet. but I, we don't know yet if he really is onto everything. I mean, I would like to think I'm gonna be optimistic, maybe foolishly so, but I would like to think that he's onto it and he's kind of leading them down the oh, wrong like path. Like a goose chase, okay, because like, like you said, Samantha, it's just too obvious to yeah. you know the daughter's birthday and oh yeah, go move the van. But I'm gonna completely trust you to move the van and what? not. It's like I I would like to think that he's sending them down the wrong path. So that's just, mm-hmm. I would like, I, I hope, please. That makes sense. One day I'm holding a gun to your face and next day I'm trusting you with, you know, this important Big money, part. yeah. But who moved the stuff into his daughter? Was that Okay, do, do you remember? So Harley took it out yeah, of the van. So everyone listening, just to like recap. So Harley took it out of the van, put yeah. it in the dumpster, put it then in her car, then took it to was who then took it out of the trunk or left it in the trunk and took it to the storage unit because Mm -hmm. at this point Harley has no idea about the storage unit in his daughter's name so you know Stahl tells Mm -hmm. whatever her name is again I'm not invested in you girl sorry (laughs) sorry Molly Uh, (laughs) she's good I Good, think she's funny. I, mean, I she's like her. Right. She's up on her game on the show. She, she knows not all she, the information. She's getting more invested. She's, she's, she's doing yeah, research. Birth, yeah. She knows birthdays. She knows yeah, she's game. doing everything yeah. for she stall. Is. I mean, I prefer her, her to stall. <laughs> See you later, stall. Get out and get don't, off the street. Don't, don't get started don't. on him with oh, We're going to get into that because I, I just can't believe they did it. Uh, but, okay, so we do. We see, we see the, the daughter's birthday. We see the name. And to me, I'm just... I'm thinking if you're that smart and you're leading them like like you guys say, well, you're leading them on a on a goose chase. Mm-hmm. He would not have had the the nose candy, the coke in there, right. and the bill counters. Mm-hmm. He would he we, we would have seen him sitting in his house with it or somewhere else. No, those are explosions. Those were their explosives. I think they had four coke? counting machines, though. They mentioned yeah, that yeah, as yeah. well. The counting machines Count, and explosives uh-huh. that she took out of the um, van. Okay, so yeah. yeah. I don't think it was They're just loaded with paraphernalia. Regardless. <laughs> illegal illegal <laughs> contraband. <laughs> uh, but we find it in his storage unit. And yeah. I don't think if he was intending to lead them on a wild goose chase, it would have it would have stayed with Harley. Because mm-hmm. if he if he knows if he's putting two yeah. and two together... Yeah. I, I know. Yeah. That, that's the one thing. <laughs> The one thing I do love about the show is every time I'm just like, well, this is what's going to happen. Nope. Right. And, yeah. and at least so that it keeps true. me interested. Yeah. And there's a there's a little bit happening in this episode that we haven't had yet. And Tess kind of had like a, a pivotal yes. role in this one, which mm-hmm. I, I right? really love. Well, I think I finally care a little bit about... You don't care about Tess still? What was that pivotal role? I don't know. I we feel see like... her relationship. We finally, yeah. see, we finally see something happening between her... <laughs> Uh, the bimbo bartender who she hit <laughs> and then Carlos and that to me is like they're, they're moving that mm-hmm. in a different direction because in the last episode we have her moving the body we just see her like building a little bit mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and she plays a role with Loman and you know telling Harley like well this is what's going on I, I think that she is building to be a better character yeah. they're building brick by brick then like, I agree it's a slow <laughs> process but I'm, I agree with you Brandon I think I'm finally caring a little bit more about her 
Just waiting to see where Joe is. That's all. <laughs> I, I, love Joe. That. <laughs> I like that scene where she's in with the assailant and she just tells him, like, you better tell oh me right gosh. now. I've been cheated on. I've been told off yeah. today and I am done. He's like, Billy did it. I'm like, oh, geez. That really was. And I think in her other moment where she goes to, to address the, the bartender mm. and has to give an apology, she, it humanized her. It gave mm-hmm. her some sort of, like, feeling for what she's really going through. And until this point, she's just kind of been, like, hard. We mm-hmm. haven't really seen a lot. Right. We've just seen that she's she's going through something. But when she starts to reflect on that, to that to that woman, my heart did sink a little bit. I don't know about you, but, mm. like, for, for women and men who are aging and getting older and going through things in relationships, for a woman to stand there and kind of be, like, open and honest to someone she doesn't know about, like, this is what you're going to go through. Mm-hmm. I get what y'all are saying, being invested emotionally now in Tess, but I'm still not invested where I see what is her point, her character's point. Mm-hmm. Like, is she connected to what's going on? Like, I thought they were all in this kind of ring that's going on, mm-hmm. but I don't really see their connections. Everyone else besides Harley, Waz, and, you know, the main people that they really flush out character. I'm still not seeing... What is her connection, you know, mm-hmm. with all everything going on in this? Mm-hmm. So that's well, where I'm trying to get We do that. finally see that Harley tells her crew the truth about what happened with Loman in mm-hmm. the first right. episode. Mm-hmm. So do you guys think she's going to tell anybody about her situation with the feds? Or do you think she's going to still keep it to herself? Because mm-hmm. that would really change everything if she told somebody. Yeah. I thought it was going to happen this episode. The, the entire did. time I was waiting, because when she took it out of, of the van, that was the point I thought... Okay, now she's going to confide in Waz. Oh, this yes. is what's going on. But really, I the more we watched, the more I thought about it, it would have no benefit for her because mm-hmm. she can't be a criminal on the run with a kid. And so really her only option right now, the foreseeable one, is to keep her witty repartee with Saul. Like, there's there's really nowhere else she can go. Even if she confided in Waz, what's he going to do? Right? I, I don't know where they could take it. I thought that I, I thought that they were going to lead initially to that her confiding in loss too, because mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I would like to see that and see them try to work together to get out of the situation. Right. You know, maybe offer make a plea deal or something. There's a way. I mean, if they, I don't know. I just right. I, I think that, that may happen, especially with the preview of next week where they kind of showed that Saul may be taking strange pictures of Harley. Right, yeah. What? They just, you Stahl, know, sneak dude. that in there, like maybe some nudie pics, like well, a peeping Tom or something. So Stahl, if your that's cubicle the case. should keep it in perspective for you because like, he's sitting there in an open office with people all around him. You no aren't corner. that powerful. Right. No window. He, no. And that's also what I, I like that the that his boss kind of Gave that twenty four mm-hmm. hour window was that the last episode yeah. and mm-hmm. said this is this is it this is what you have I want to see more of her I liked her when she's yeah, on like screen her. she yeah. was captivating assertive yeah. yeah and I think that we will with the uh, preview for next week she's confiding in someone she's talking to someone and I I would assume it's his superior right mm-hmm. that's my assumption I feel yeah. like something's gonna happen here very soon with Stahl because he's not really doing the best job and he's relying only on Harley's call. Which, to me, it's only reliable until it's no longer convenient to her. Mm-hmm. So she's going to turn on him because he has not been good to her. He's been rude, he's been pushy, and she's not digging it. And she doesn't take his stuff anytime. You know, he'll tell her to do one thing, and she's like, nope, not doing it. Right. No, so. he has seen stuff. Fifty Shades of Grey one too many times. <laughs> yeah. No, she ain't responding to it, so I'd give it up. She's not having it. I'd get nice. The ADA, on the other hand, will make her listen. Yes. God bless. And do you wonder okay, why? Because his body was a-okay. And I, I say this I'm because there was a juxtaposition between the bodies of those guys because 
I, I'm not going to get into it because I don't want to make anyone feel bad. <laughs> you need to stop. Uh, but, the, okay, so she's getting hot and heavy with ADA, and mm. Tess is now getting hot and heavy with Carlos, and then Waz is getting hot and heavy with any man who's willing to give him a little attention. <laughs> As we see in the alley, I mean, I am all for, like, you You do you. Whatever makes you happy. Right. But I wouldn't be doing it in the public with a dog watching. Exactly. That dog, yeah. And that dog is what caused him to get in the car accident. He's like, what are you looking at? <laughs> Feeling all sorry for his actions or something. Oh I'm God. like, oh, jeez. Well, so that dog led him to some stuff. Great. I guess we see he has a conscience, though, because then he comes back for that dog giving him a ham sandwich. Don't tell anybody what you said. Yeah, keep it a secret. <laughs> I can't. Okay. There was a lot happening in this episode. Was there, was there any moment specifically that stuck out to you that you think is going to play more of a role for... For the next episodes. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Loman, as y'all, Loman's speech really stuck out to me, and it really gave us some insight into like what's going on in Loman's head. So I think that's really going to play a part to them understanding why this is so important for him to like have some type of closure towards the situation. So I'm interested to kind of see now where that's going to go. Loman, we will let you live now. We'll see. <laughs> Hashtag Loman lives. Hashtag Loman lives. I. I don't know. I need somebody to find out what Harley's doing. I don't care yes. if it's Waz. I don't yes. care if it's somebody they kill off. I just need even even Christina. I mean, we didn't really Ooh. see much of her daughter, Christina, in this episode. Uh, it would be really interesting to see her involved more somehow with the storyline. That's what I hope to see. Ooh, to piggyback on that, I think she is going to come in more the next episode because the ADA mentioned tonight that uh, Miguel Zepeda was going to have his case hearing in 10 days, which they said, how often, you know, do these type of people get out of prison? They're like, you know, never. So my assumption is he's coming out real (laughs) soon. And also Christina is going to get caught up in the mix because she doesn't know who her real father is. So I feel like that little snippet is going to really make things go crazy because then Waz is going to get involved as a father figure. It's going to get crazy. You know what else is going to get crazy? What? On February 11th, we have Antonio Germillo. I don't yes. know if I'm saying that last name right. So, Yes, who plays uh, Miguel Zepeda uh, on the show. He's going to be coming in here to interview. So yes. we're going to have to get, get our questions ready. So anyone out there, if you have questions, please tweet us uh, at any of our social media, at the AfterBuzz TV Shades of Blue uh, handle, whatever you guys want. We'll try and get those asked when he is on air. But I'm really excited about that because we've heard a lot about him thus far. Right. No idea how he actually influenced her or kind of what path he took her on. And for him to, to come out, he's coming because the next few episodes are really pivotal for his character and probably his relationship with Christina, I would assume, because right. there's a lot riding on her. Even though she's not been a big character thus far, everything Harley's doing is for her and for her tuition and education mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, to better her life. Mm-hmm. And so right. I'm really excited to see how how that goes in court with the ADA, that that yes. love triangle, I'm, I'm really interested in. There yes. could be some tension there, too, because maybe the ADA mentions that he's now with Harley and then Miguel gets angry. There could be something like that. I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> <laughs> A little man fight in the courtroom. Well, stall, the stall's in there. Someone's going to leave crying because he is just... He's always so right. upset Brandon, about everything. Stop. I'm sorry. I just... I can't, I can't deal with him. He's fragile. He's going through a custody battle, we think, right? I he lost his partner. I mean, he has to be. Give the guy a break. Uh, 
I would give him a break. I'd break his legs and then push him off the screen. He's just no he's, he's no good. I would actually like to see Brandon. I'd like to see Molly kind of take over because she there was something else that we didn't talk be about cool. that because she was very good with subtly uh, aligning with with Harley's character mm. about, you know, oh well my cousin committed suicide. I don't agree with what he said about Waz mm. and the entire I did not see that coming. I didn't see her Saying, Why? oh, that was that was not true. I was just trying to get close to her. And she does that really well. And I think her tactic would be a little bit better than Stahl's for getting close to her and figuring out what's really going on. And Right? Yeah. I think that that might happen because they keep showing us that she's definitely straight by the book. I mean, I've, I've watched another show, The Affair, and the cop did the same thing. He appealed to their empathy by saying something that wasn't true, mm. but that he knew would open the the people up to you know for questions and stuff like that. So I think they're showing us that she's very straight by the book. She knows what she's doing, and she might end up taking over the case now that we see that he might stall, might be crazy, cray cray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yes. I agree so. with what you were saying because even the conversation where they're in the car together, Harley and Agent Chen, and she mentions to her that, oh, is this why you justify trusting Wozniak? Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel better? when you say it out loud. Yeah. So you can see she's definitely trying to appeal to her emotions yeah. mm. and trying to get something out of her and maybe so. turn, you know, Harley on her partner for so many years. So There's like a lot of tension happening in the show, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of tension happening in real life, apparently. So why don't we get into Ooh. a little news and gossip and we can get into that. After Buzz TV News. All right, so now that I'm cued, the real-life tension <laughs> is also off the screen between Ray Liotta, Liotta, sorry, careful, oh. people, and Jennifer Lopez. You know, she's the star, she writes, and she produces, so allegedly there's a little bit of a power struggle here and there. But I also did see that over the weekend, uh, Wozniak, so Ray Liotta, attended her show, All I Have in Vegas, with his teenage daughter. So I think, you know, they've made amends. That's my hopes. As well, she also had a uh, wardrobe malfunction, excuse me, while performing in Sin City, where her booty busted Uh out of her sparkly jumpsuit. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's not a problem, I'm sure, for many. And also, any wedding planner fans, the movie was released 15 years ago this month. I'm a huge fan of that movie. Yes, I love it. I really do. We we talked about this in the first episode, and people were hating. But all of her movies, there have been a few peppered in there but the romantic comedy most good. of them are good yeah. I, I think she's so cute in, in the wedding planner yeah. yeah I totally agree and in addition I read an interview uh, with On Air with Ryan Seacrest where J-Lo discusses Shades of Blue she said I know how crazy things get throughout the season she teased so I'm excited for everybody to see the upcoming episodes because it just gets more and more intense as it goes along. So hopefully something more to look forward to as well. And in addition as well to her little All I Have show in Vegas, there were a ton of stars in attendance, including Rosie Huntington-Whitley, Rebel Wilson, Gina Rodriguez, Camila Bell, Holly Madison, Mario Lopez, and her BFF, Leah Remini. So. Well, uh-huh. the only people missing is us, so we should probably find, find some tickets for us. Some tickets? I yeah. would love J Lo. I will shake and shimmy in the aisle. Just give me those tickets, and I will be there. Uh, okay, so we're gonna catch up on our J Lo songs, and you guys can catch up with us. Rewatch last week's if you didn't already see the recap show. Rewatch Shades of Blue on NBC.com. They have the full episodes as well as clips, uh, a lot of different content there. So. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and download on iTunes. Again, I'm your host, Brandon Marlowe. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at B-A-M-A-R-L-O. 
and as well as my co-host Samantha Benitz. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Samantha underscore Benitz. Miera Jennings. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well at Miera Jennings. And Erica J. Green. <laughs> you can find me Erica J. Green, S-J-A-Y-E, on all social medias. Thank you guys so much for watching. We will see you again next week. Yay. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.